Hello from all around the world and welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn more from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. Today we are bringing back the first ever guest of the Crazy About Crypto Show in what I now refer to as the Lost episode. Episodes because the audio of the first three shows were so bad while I was still trying to figure out the tricks of the trade of the podcast world. But we are going to be bringing back each of those guests from those lost shows over the next couple months, and there couldn't have been a better time to bring back this young 15-year-old NFT artist who stormed the NFT world back in March when his first four pieces sold for 20 Ethereum each in one day. They all they all happened in the same day. Since then, he's been quietly building the next chapter of his journey, which starts this week with a huge feature one-of-one auction in Super Rare that captures his first year of creating art, and he continues next week with a huge Don't Buy Meme Drop. Jasty, welcome to the Crazy About Crypto show. Wow, that intro... Been working on my intro. I want to keep uh, really making sure that we cover everything. And you've been yeah. really doing some amazing stuff. And I'm really excited that you were able to come back on the show so we could actually get this recording up for people to hear because your story is really inspirational for people that are in the NFT space or just getting started. So I'm really glad that you were able to come back. So welcome back to the show and thanks for coming back on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. So, okay, let's get started. Um, in that first show, you kind of told me about your journey into crypto. How does a 15-year-old, you know, start to get into the crypto scene? And I think it's really interesting for other young people that might be listening to this podcast to hear kind of the story of you um, and how you kind of decided to get into crypto in general, and then kind of how that transitioned into the NFT world. So, uh, if you don't mind sharing that story again for the listeners. Well, absolutely. Um, so in in the summer of 2020, I found Bitcoin on PayPal because they had just opened up the Bitcoin PayPal mm-hmm. and all the other cryptocurrencies on PayPal. And so I put some money from a graphic design job into there and then held it. And I forgot I had it until around December, which then... I heard about the NFT space through other artists on Instagram. And I used that money from that I put into Bitcoin to pay for my gas when I, when I actually got onto Super Rare. And then I minted it in February with that money I had made from Bitcoin. Yeah, so because you, uh, it's just crazy to me that as a, you were 14 at the time, right, when you first started getting into Bitcoin. So you were 14 Mm -hmm. years old, and what made you just like initially, when you heard that PayPal had Bitcoin, there's obviously some sort of inkling that you're like, I want to get into this, I want to learn more. What was it about um, Bitcoin that really like just kind of, uh, made you curious? I was really curious about the technology because I, he- I had heard all this stuff about it, but I had no idea. And during that time where I had the Bitcoin, I had been researching as well about all of that kind of blockchain stuff and all, everything involving that cryptocurrencies. 
and I've been interested way back before then. I just mm -hmm. had not had a way. I didn't know how to purchase any cryptocurrencies, and PayPal was kind of the easiest way mm -hmm. to do it at the time for me because I had no like crypto wallets, that kind of stuff at the time. And what did your parents think when you first came to them? And you obviously, they had to have been already super proud of you because you already were getting some work on your graphic design stuff and you had just started that. So the fact that people were finding you and wanting you to do little jobs, I think, um, do you want to tell us a little bit about the first time? Because you've only been creating art for one year, right? Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, did these people that contacted you um, to do a little work for them, was it just through your Instagram that they found you? Um, it was actually through a Discord. They have a huge logo design Discord, and you could get jobs from it. Oh, okay. That's very cool. So you, this yeah. just goes to show kind of when you're, when you're constantly working in the space and you're, um, trying to do something and you're motivated that when you put your mind to something, you really can get anything done that you really put your mind to. You're 14 years old and here you are yes. making a little money and able to start a Bitcoin account. And really it wasn't like your parents were like, we need to get you started. It was all self-motivated. And I think that's a really cool part of your story yep. and a huge shout out so tell us a little bit about how your parents thought about crypto and if they were they really um excited or did they they were kind of just supportive in letting you try and figure out the space yeah they were kind of skeptical at first uh way back when i bought the first bitcoin they were, or that bitcoin in the beginning they, they didn't exactly know what it was i just had to tell them that i kind of wanted to get this cryptocurrency on PayPal and it was it's pretty easy because I just used my mom's account on PayPal to put the money in and everything. Mm -hmm. It so, was yeah. What? Go ahead. Oh okay. And then later on, when I tried to when I told, was telling them about all of the NFT stuff, they didn't really get it either. But I convinced my mom to get me a Coinbase and a MetaMask wallet so I could actually make the NFTs. So you so you went through this journey. You were able to talk to your mom. She was super supportive, and she, was, she got you a Coinbase account to where you're able to make NFTs, and then you still had to go and apply to Super Rare, which you did, and, and then they approved you. And so this, this, it's just crazy how motivated you were to continue to try and get things accomplished, and you didn't give up. And I think that's a really important thing for any kids that are listening. You know, if you really believe in something, just keep asking. And as an adults a lot of us forget that just like to continue to stay motivated don't give up if something uh if you really want to do something it's all about your drive and you had the drive to make crypto art and uh once you started learning about it and you made it happen so so huge Absolutely. congrats to you i think you're going to be an inspiration as you move forward in the space and i think you're already an inspiration there's several younger crypto artists yeah. that have already kind of started appearing on the scene and i I think you were one of the first ones to help motivate and kind of connect with them and were able to help guide them on their journey. Um, what has that been like, you know, with like one artist that comes to mind is Hup, who's, you know, I think he's yeah. 14, right? And so yeah. when these people, you have these now, these people reaching out to you and these other kids reaching out to you for, you know, some 
um, guidance. How has that been being able to take on that role of being able to like be a supportive hand in helping other artists as well? I definitely think it's been awesome for Hup. I actually, he reached out to me way back in March and he was doing logo design and like header design for like esports at the time. And then he was like, how do I do art? And so like, I kind of talked to him and gave him some motivation and they, and they started making art and it was like this, and he did three art and he kept going and he kept going. That's what I really think. That's what, what the young creator needs. We need a sort of motivation or sort of drive to push that we want to do better Mm -hmm. or else. Because I think that's why a lot of people don't succeed is that they don't have that drive to, to strive to be better or do what they want. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about once you got into the uh, got your MetaMask and got your super rare account set up. Tell us a little bit about the journey of like putting up that first piece, and um, I think that's a big part of your story. Kind of when I had originally found you, when you only had a few hundred even Twitter followers. Um, now, obviously, yeah. five months later, you have five thousand, um, and it's because of your art. But just yeah. from the beginning, you were getting a lot of attention. So tell kind of walk us through that first uh, drop that you had back in March. Well, that first drop I had back in... Actually, in, it started in February, it February, didn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was kind of skeptical of actually posting that one because it, it, on Super Rare, it, it was my first ever animation as well. Like, I had no experience at all with, like, learning either. And so I just went right into it and animated the piece and then I posted to Twitter and I got, I got like almost zero attention because I had under a hundred followers at the time and so I was so I was kind of like uh, I don't think I should mint this because I didn't think it would get much attention if I minted it or not but I ended up minting it and within the first three days I think it got some bids and I was like what because that I think that was the most I had made off any artwork at the time, but and I just let it keep going, and then ferocious bit on it. I think it was around the third day, and and then Justin as well as ferocious had a bidding war. While well, I was at a, I was at a meeting group, and we were watching a movie, and I kept getting these emails like like up bids. I was like. And I was just freaking out in my seat while we were watching the movie. And nobody knew what I was freaking out about. <laughs> Did you, when you had um, like your non-crypto friends, obviously, before you really got mm-hmm. into the crypto space, did a lot of those uh, friends understand and know about like what you were doing? Or was it kind of something that you were just um, pursuing privately? Uh, it was, yeah. It was something I was mainly pursuing privately. I didn't really tell many people other than my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So it's got to be it's got to be yeah. hard when you were getting all those vids to kind of contain or you know not have yeah. anyone to share it with. I know crypto okay. especially we've talked uh-huh. to a couple people on this show about how it can kind of feel like a lonely world when you're like trying to talk to people that aren't in crypto about what's happening yeah. in the crypto or NFT space because a lot of people just don't understand yet cuz it's not hasn't gone mainstream. So that had to be a little hard getting such uh, high bids and seeing this uh you know, you're the artist that you followed starting to give you attention that had to have been like the best feeling in the world. Um, did he, any of those artists reach out to you? Did Fawocious or anyone like that reach out to you while you were um, while you were trying to get that bid? Hold on, it looks like we just got let go. I got kicked out for a second, didn't I? Oh, no. That's all right. I'm back. I was just asking about the feeling. I was curious if Fawocious or any of the other um, people that you had followed had reached out to you on Twitter um, and kind of talked to you or engaged with you during that time. Yeah, I reached out to... I had to reach out to Fiwo because I didn't have my Twitter in my super bio at all. And so it was kind of standalone mm. at the time. Yeah, so you had to find him and then reach out to him, and he connected yeah. and started engaging with you right away. Yeah, that's so cool. He, he, he looked into it. I think he looked into a message request and saw me, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, this is the kid I bid on." Yeah, that's awesome. I think one thing that yeah. uh, a lot of people have started um, realizing about Fuocious is so many artists that he helped um, bring up and he didn't yeah. just, you know, he, he was obviously kind of trying to figure out the space himself, but he was constantly helping others along the way. And you can tell with a lot of the collabs he's done, Absolutely. just putting people in the spotlight. And he did that definitely with you. And still to today, I know that you've met him in person and worked with him. So it's, yeah. that has to be such a cool um, mentor to have. Absolutely. It's nice to have all these older mentors in the space, not just ferocious, but like, a lot of other people, including like Corey Van Lu mm-hmm. and some other people. Yeah. So you. So let's go ahead and just fast forward. So you had put that out, and you were really patient, even though there were all these bids. And eventually, um, Beanie was the one who reached out to you and asked if uh, if what bid would you just accept right away? And you had told yeah. him twenty Ethereum, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he agreed to that and it's still just for you to be a 15 year old yeah. just like trying to enter the space and now you're basically telling someone that you'll give them your art for at the time uh that was over it was about thirty thousand dollars it had to be just insane did you realize like how much money <laughs> that 20 ethereum was or did it just did it feel a little bit like play money and it didn't really it, hit home we felt like play money until a bit of it hit the bank account yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, especially when you're in virtual or in the metaverse world, like buying yeah. things for an ETH or multiple ETH, it's hard to really um, put that into context with how much money you're really spending. So. Absolutely. After that, you had obviously you had put out another piece, and then myself and eight 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 reached out to you individually, asking if you would um, mint other pieces for us as well. And each one of us, uh, the 
sales after that, all four of your sales ended in the same day because of kind of the hype of that first sale. And so yeah. you made 80 Ethereum in one day. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. Is it still looking back at that? Does it still like boggle your mind how kind of the coincidence and how everything just fell in place? Yeah, yeah absolutely. But that really helped set you up for success. And you had a lot of options from kind of where, when that happened. And it's kind of crazy, the timing, because right around maybe a few weeks after that happened, the market, the NFT market really started to slide. You kind of got in right around the the hype of it, maybe for a week or two after it was still kind of going crazy. And then it started going down. Yeah. So, um, I know that one thing that I've talked to you about, being an artist kind of in the limelight and being in the center of attention, there was a lot of pressure. And I know that you were kind of feeling that for a few weeks after those sales, um, you know, just not Mm -hmm. being able to really be yourself, feeling a lot of pressure, not knowing really the direction to take. Kind of guide us through what was some of the best advice and things that were able to help help you figure out, you know, this is the direction I want to go and helped you finally get to a place where you were able to find your calm. Mm -hmm. So I don't really remember much of the advice because all of it is kind of a blur in my mind now because like so much happened at one time. Mm-hmm. But I'd say the most helpful thing right now that's been in and since April that's been really awesome to have is Ray. Yeah, give him a shout out. Um, who is my lawyer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to Ray Jenko. He's he's been awesome. He's been helping me out, kind of helping me get deals, helping me negotiate stuff, helping me figure out what I want to do with my art yeah so once you had you were able to kind of bounce ideas off of him and once you kind of had that support system it was able to help you kind of figure out the direction you wanted to go yep so and do you after i know your circumstance a lot of um artists probably uh, can't relate to because you had a lot of big success really quickly and a lot of artists find themselves having to just um, kind of grind it out they don't find that success as quickly they have to really work hard day in and day out kind of try and find a way to build their brand so you you were definitely in a unique position but that was also a lot partly um, because of the skill that you have you create really interesting designs that stand yeah. out you know no one's art is looks like yours so it's really you're really able to see and be like oh wow that's a jasty you know I know I know that yeah. that design and that's definitely him and uh, it'll be interesting to see if people start to kind of mimic your style or mimic your art um, over yeah. time because you've you really have kind of that design that you you just kind of know as soon as you've seen it so um, tell us a little bit about that next chapter of like you you got you got really um, into the grind of doing things behind the scenes for almost two or three months. You were just had your head down working on building. Yeah. Um, was that really good for? Did did that really help you when you were able to just focus on creating art and not worrying about sales? Uh, or was it still kind of hard not not feeling like yes, you were able to? Yes and no. Yes and no. Uh-huh. Um, I kind of felt left out during uh-huh. those months. I was kind of like. I, I need to be doing something now or else I'm kind of like, quote unquote, irrelevant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and so is that something? Are you happy in the end? Were you are you happy about the decision and the route that you were able to go with um, being able to focus on creating? Is it uh, like if if there's other people or other artists yeah. out there, is like that patience something that you now like looking back? You're like, I'm glad I just was able to focus on my art. Is that patience pay off? Yeah, definitely. Because. I'd have to agree. Because now you're getting all kinds of attention between artifacts and you're like have all these partnerships where you're able, you know, your art has been on on billboards now and you're able to see um, see kind of the yeah. when you make the right connections, how you can build your brand. So being really careful about the steps you take can really help benefit you in the long run. And I, I think that you I mean, the way that you've talked to me, I know that you've um you've really seen the value of that. And I think that's awesome. And I think that moving forward, it's going to be so fun to see you build because now that you have those partnerships, it's like you start seeing some of the uh, products that are coming forward. And uh, one of those things was the artifact shoes that were just released, the prototypes of them, and they look so cool. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. It's so crazy that 15, I get to have I get to design and have my own shoes made and distributed to people. It's it's so cool. So tell everyone real quick that's listening. How do you get those shoes if they if they don't know? Um, so those shoes are exclusive to the Space Strip NFTs. Mm-hmm. From it was in March, I believe. Mm-hmm. With and artifact. Were, yeah, with artifact, and there were capsules. And then you would open them, and then you would get a random artist at a 17. And then mine were the ones that you get. If you own my drip, you get the sh- you can forge the shoe later on. I'm not sure when the forging date is, but it's soon. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so so exciting. I can't wait. I have one of your drips, and I'm really excited yeah. to get your shoes. I think it's going to be so cool to see in person. And I just really – I know you took a lot of pride in them too and, and went back and redesigned certain aspects of them, which just shows like – how important your art is to you. So thank you for uh, putting so much time into that because they look really amazing. Absolutely. I'm so glad. All right. So let's turn and talk a little bit about the next chapter of Jasty, which is happening right now. It's all starting to come together. All of this keeping your head down, focusing on your work, it's going to pay off now. So you're 15 and you've got partnerships with major, um, you know, websites that do drops, uh, super rare, which is probably one of the biggest for one of ones. We're going to talk about that one. Um, I, I just think that it's so interesting seeing the journey that you've been on. Uh, is there what made you decide to do kind of this this super rare um, auction where you're able to share your journey of your first year of art? And what was that experience like trying to put that all into one piece? I really thought it was it was kind of hard at first, but then I, it, the ideas just kept flowing out of my head. Mm-hmm. It's kind of my journey and my entire one year of creation all packed into one. If there's one, one big message that you feel like continued to come back to your mind as you were making this, this piece, is there like one thing that really stood out to you that you felt like you kept coming back to? Uh, mainly, making sure that my art has a legacy behind it. 
Mm -hmm. That's something that's been kind of at the forefront of your mind. Definitely. I want my art to last. Yeah. And that's something that as you've seen, you've definitely seen um, over the last, the last few months uh, with the market going down, you know, that certain artists are probably going to not be as successful or, you know, kind of get lost in the space. So you want to make sure that you're being thoughtful and that you're, you're always going to be doing things that are the best for your collectors and for the community. Yep. So I, I love your piece and I want to jump into it a little bit. I, um, I'm going to retweet it right now so that I can possibly pin this so that the people that are in the audience can see it. But your piece is really intricate. And I know you told me that most pieces you don't spend nearly as much time on, but you spent what something like 100 hours making this yeah, piece of art. I know it was more than 100 hours, definitely, in this piece. That's awesome. I mean, what um, what was the what aspects of it took that much time? Was it a lot of the wording and like adding, um, mm-hmm. you know, your thoughts into the piece? What were some of the things that really? Uh, it, it was definitely a lot of me thinking about what I wanted to put into the piece, as mm-hmm. well as a lot of executing the piece mm-hmm. on paper, as well as on Illustrator, and so... making like the character and making like all the background behind it, that kind of stuff. I'm going to pin it right now so that if you are in the, our live space, you can go to it and you can kind of take a look because I'm going to start diving into some parts of this art that I want um, people to take a look at that I thought were super cool. And I'd love for them to kind of get your thoughts and feedback about why you yep. had put certain things in it. So there are a few things that I really loved about it. Um, one thing that it says in the piece is what does an artist what does being an artist mean to you? Yeah. Um tell me a little bit more about that. I think a lot of these were just questions that I had been asking myself while I was working behind the scenes. Mhm. And that I really wanted to learn what being an artist means because I hadn't really thought about that before making like before I was kind of behind the scenes and is that stuff. something that's still as a 15 year old is it still something that's kind of evolving and that you're trying to figure out or have you kind yeah. of de- it's, it's an ongoing question yeah so how many things in this piece are like questions that you still are just constantly asking yourself is it all of them or are there any uh, questions in there that you feel like you have like, answers to most of them are questions most of them on the body are questions that are still being answered mm-hmm. I love it I think that it's so cool to just be like I think like you said the amount of time you put into this was because you did a lot of self-reflecting and yes. for you to be able to just sit there and be able to con- constantly be thinking about other ways to um, explain what was going through your mind I think is just really cool um, Another thing that it says in this, uh, if you zoom in, there's a quote that says, think long term instead of day to day. And I know that in crypto, that is a very difficult thing for anyone. Um, Was that more because of like your experience in crypto and NFTs was kind of influencing that? Because I feel like a lot of the culture in the NFT space is like, day to day where you're like okay this collectible is hot right now we're gonna sell it within a day then we're done with it Mm -hmm. i want my i want my art to last like 
like not where you're like you buy this piece of art and then you sell it like the next day for like more tell me a little bit about kind of i know that it's it, there's definitely probably f- you feel even more i feel like there's definitely been times where there's even more um pressure where you have to feel like what your legacy is going to be because you started out with like being so much in the spotlight getting 80 ethereum in one day as opposed to you know selling a hundred pieces that got you 80 ethereum you sold four so you didn't have as many of that the collectors and the community but you didn't want to let the collectors that you had um down by like selling your art for too cheap and then also kind of tarnish your legacy in that way so tell me kind of about Mm -hmm. that balance because i know that has that has definitely been one of the weighing things that is such a struggle um in in the journey i definitely feel like it's been hard to like be patient on this because i'm like why am i not getting as because i i had it it was weird at first because within like the it was i think it was for my first five pieces that i sold it was within the first like week of putting them up and so it was weird and it's kind of weird to have a piece up for like one one two three months Mm-hmm. waiting for it to sell but i think it's just about being patient and finding the right collector yeah it really feels work. and i know another thing that you've been thinking a lot about too is like your one of ones being able to have their own legacy and then like creating a new legacy where you're able to expand and get to more collectors tell me a little bit more about that because i know that that's a big thing that's been in your mind like there's a lot of fans a lot of collectors that want your art but maybe can't afford 20 ethereum so tell me about kind of what your thoughts have been in terms of thinking about um what your next steps are going to be to help get your art into more collectors hands. i definitely want to do a lot cheaper pieces not like one-on-ones but like a lot more edition pieces that will that can get into a lot more people's hands and expose my art to a lot more people because i want i definitely think that there's a lot of people that want to get a peace of mind but can't afford the 20 ethereum yeah i mean it goes kind of to the center of the core of your picture where that's like this it says the story of um a 15 i think it says a story of a 15 year old artist yeah or a story of an artist never told and there's money yeah. signs all around it. And um, I, I zoomed in, and one thing it's it's kind of talks about is the struggle of good and evil that money can bring. And so yeah. tell me about that, and especially in terms of like your 80 Ethereum, you know, you made mm-hmm. almost $150,000 in, in a week, and then trying to figure out the balance of like, oh, wow, that's a lot of money, and like figuring out yeah. that doesn't necessarily need to be like what I'm constantly thinking about is the money tell us a little bit about that i definitely think a lot of people including me sometimes think about just the money and the sales as well as a lot of people change up when they get money Mm -hmm. like they get sales and they're like oh yeah i'm better than you now that i have all this money and i have all these sales Mm -hmm. and i definitely don't want that to be how it is told for me at least yeah, and I think that's I think that's amazing that like that's kind yeah. of the reflection that you've that you've had through it. And in terms of like, 
especially with as the NFT market really went down and you weren't seeing as many sales that also had to be, I mean, it also probably is a humbling experience to see like, okay, now yeah. my stuff is sitting like I'm not, I need yeah. to, I need to always be really careful about what I'm thinking and what I'm doing. And yeah. I, I gotta give you a huge shout out because um, I was actually talking about it to my wife yesterday because I'm a, I was one of those collectors who bought a piece from you and I've really um I've really been impressed with how you've handled the last uh 3 or 4 months. It's been definitely a, a trying time where, you know, there's been um a lot of ups and downs uh and I know we talk a lot and so I know that you've gone through a lot behind the scenes in terms of trying to figure out the direction you want to take, you know, the next chapter of your journey. And the more I've talked to you about kind of the way you're thinking about it, a lot of these questions that you're asking yourself about what kind of legacy you want, what kind of um, the way that you want people to view you. I mean, it, it really, uh, I think a lot of people can notice it. But as one of your collectors, I just want to let you know that I think um, I, I really recognize it and I really notice it. And I'm I'm really proud of the way that you've handled the spotlight, but then also the lack of spotlight and trying to figure out really the next chapter and bringing it um, because you're not in this and something we've talked about a lot uh, and a lot of the kind of the central message that I even hear you talk about with other people like NFTs aren't going anywhere. Uh, they're going to be around for the rest of our lives, and they're going to become more prevalent. And you're you're looking much more at a long term game, um, and and I think that's hard as a 15 year old. And I'm really proud that that's kind of the way that you've been handling is thinking not just about the next six months, but about the next five years and the next ten years. Um, Absolutely. Has Ray been a big part of helping kind of with that guidance as well? Yeah, definitely. And also I've been looking at other artists' careers as well that are kind of ahead of me mm -hmm. at the time. And I've been kind of just reflecting on how like early I am into my career mm -hmm. and that it's not going to always go the way that these other artists are going because I've only been in the space for, what, five months? Mm -hmm. And these other artists have been in the space for like years yeah. or like months years and even and, so and I like still have like all this time to work and create the next big thing yeah before it's my time and even someone like Fawocious for the first year he may not have he was in the um you know he was building for a year and was one of the top artists but even during that year because crypto was so small and there you know there wasn't yeah. as much demand he wasn't made he wasn't even he probably didn't even make 80 ethereum in the first 8 months that he was doing art yeah so it's just crazy to be able to reflect and be like to be able to count your blessings and I think you've done a great job of that yeah. and being like I'm so lucky to be able to have kind of been able to be in the spotlight and now I want to focus on how I can continue to build that out but while not you know devaluing yeah. the art I already did it's a very tricky balance with kind of how you came into the spotlight and you've been doing a great job and I think um, part of that is also building those connections with other artists to help them out and um, I know that you constantly are working with others trying to help build them up and so yep. i think that's huge in this space and i think more than anything especially even building out like a podcast like this is building community true community where you get to know people is always more important and um, making them feel I, valued 
I 100% agree with that. And so I think you're doing a great job of that. And I just want to let you know to keep up, keep that hard work up because it shows. And I think uh, even if someone doesn't see it immediately, because you have new people that come in and they're like, why is this kid not take a six Ethereum bid? You know, like that's a great, that's $12,000. But you're, you have more on your plate that you have to consider with, you know, your previous collectors and uh, someone that may have followed you this month that wasn't around four months ago. And so it's, it, it is very hard because I've seen those types of messages and uh, responses in your tweet where people are like, that are, just don't understand why uh, you're not moving quickly, but you've been very patient. And I think eventually all of that mm-hmm. will really pay off and um, to continue yeah. to do that because I think you've been doing a great job. Thank you so much. Yeah, so tell us a little bit. So so that's kind of your one year at a glance, and I know that you're going to I continue to get a lot of attention on this super rare piece, and eventually it's going to sell uh, for what you're wanting it to sell for because the right collector is out there for it, and it's just an amazing piece of art, and it comes with a painting, which is also super cool. I know that um, I convinced you to sell... You made a, yeah. a painting of the Haunted Beast, and I convinced you to let me buy that from you, but this will be the second yeah. ever painting that you give to a collector, right? Yep. Which is also super cool. So if you have not checked out Jaden's artwork and this drop on Super Rare, definitely check it out because it's an it's amazing. Um, for people that maybe aren't bigger collectors, what are what are some ways that they can get involved with the Don't Buy Meme drop? Um, so right now, um, I'm pretty sure what you need to do is you need to buy meme and then you stake i'm not sure exactly how it works yet i need to just still need to do some way more research on it but you just need to get involved in the platform research about how do you get into meme and then you need to farm some pineapples mm-hmm. before the drop yeah it'll be interesting and even if if maybe someone else mints it um and then puts it on secondary they can you can hope that someone will resell it on open sea yep. um but there's definitely a benefit um, in any don't buy meme drop of having the don't buy meme coin which is the pineapples so that you can actually yep. get access to the drop absolutely awesome well uh jasty i'm so glad that you came back on the show this has been a lot of fun let's go ahead and um see if you do have a question let's go ahead and move into community corner and i'll see if there's anyone that's asked a question um in our tweet about uh if you have a question for jasty let me see if there's any comments right now but let's go ahead and move into the community corner where we get to bring you up on stage and I take a little bit of a back seat. And please hit that request button if you do have a question for Jasty. All right. I, I see uh, several people retweeted, but there's not a, a question posted. And so let's just go ahead and wait and see if anyone requests to speak. If you have a question for Jasty, uh, go ahead and, and hit that request button to come up. And while we're waiting, I'll ask a final question as well. Um, so one thing that I wanted to make sure to uh, tell anyone that's listening, and you created kind of you're continuing to create cool things for your collectors and one thing that you created was the jastronauts and uh something that a lot of people maybe haven't heard of so i'd love to you briefly explain what jastronauts are especially with the super rare one of one piece and why that's important to you let me 
I just got kicked out again, so let me go back in real fast, and we can finish out our interview. All right, ja Jaden, did you hear my question? Nope. All right, sorry about that, guys. I've got kicked out twice now. Let's go ahead. I, I asked. I was asking about um, your one of one piece and the benefit of the uh, Jastronauts that you created, and I just was yeah. asking you to explain uh, what that is and kind of what why that's important for your super rare one of one drop as well. It's kind of it's a it's a little basically every few one on one pieces I I sell. It's a, it's a it's a group of collectors that have my, one of my pieces, and I, I airdrop them a piece every few one-on-ones. So every time that you sell one-on-one, you the new buyer becomes a part of your Jastronaut program. Yep. And then you're you, every few months or a couple times a year, you do special things for your collectors, basically, where you give them some some special drops that other people don't get. Absolutely. Yep. And, and I know that you already did your first one, and I think it's super cool. Uh, I love being able to own one of the pieces of basically the main character of this new series you have. And um, I know that uh, the Haunted Beast is maybe... Uh, I don't know if he's a villain or a good guy yet. I, I think he could go either way. But I know that he's not the superhero. And so now, because of the the piece you dropped me, I do have, you know, the 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 jasty character, you know, the guy yeah. that is behind it all, which I think is really cool to have that. So yeah. um, it's just another benefit that of giving back in another way that you help, you know, support your collectors and show that you care about them. And I think that's really cool. And I, I really appreciate that. So I... I wanted to thank yep. you for doing that for your collectors. Of course. All right, Jassy. I'm not seeing any questions, so if we don't have questions, we'll go ahead and finish up. Um, and I just wanted to thank you again, Jasty, for coming on the show. If you have not followed Jasty, uh, go ahead and go to his Twitter and um, hit that follow button because he always is putting out amazing art and he has a lot more drops coming up recently so definitely some new things to follow and more art that is going to be out there and the art that he's been creating for these last few drops are just so incredible you can tell the amount of time that he's put into them the animation is incredible um, I've seen a couple of the pieces that he hasn't dropped yet so um, I'm going to just give you a little bit of alpha here you want to check it out because they're really awesome so definitely be um, keeping an eye on all of his work. Jasty, thanks again for coming on the Crazy About Crypto show. I'm so glad you were able to come on, even though we lost that first recording. We're definitely going to be able to put this one up. Even though I got kicked out, I just kept recording through it. So um, thank you again for coming on the show, man. Thank you so much for having me on. And until next time, guys, we'll see you in the metaverse. We'll see you next time.